potato 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 welcome 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 back once again to the straight love podcast thank god you're here uh because without you uh, jim and i would just be yelling into the ether just speaking to each other speaking to each other yeah. do you know anybody that actually says potato i don't uh that's an excellent point jim nothing that i've ever really considered before or tomato if, if or you tomato. want a bacon and tomato yeah. sandwich yeah. i'd be like are you from hungary and if you did come across someone who spoke that way, would you kick them in the rear end? Uh, Not hard, question. but Probably, like... Yeah, just something swift and, you know, maybe on one cheek. Yeah. <laughs> opening up with... Uh, we're opening up with, uh, yeah, physical assault. I like that. We're setting the tone here. Brilliant. <laughs> oh if you boy. haven't done so already, follow us on Instagram. Or else. <laughs> <laughs> so blessings, blessings upon all of you and uh, all of your loved ones. Because that's what we do. Do we have the right to bless people, Jim? Absolutely. We yeah, we do? Yes. Oh, good. Of okay. course. Don't you? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I don't know. That's a nice thing. That's a nice gesture. I think it is. Yeah. yeah. I just... It's kind of like almost sort of, um, I don't know, isn't it kind of just like a more, it's like wishing someone to, having a, to have a good day. I it's think... just bigger. Right. Yes. Or you bless them after they sneeze and that shoves your, your soul back into your body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where did that ever come from? I'm actually? not sure, man. We'd have to look into that. Or you yeah. say Gesundheit. Yeah, which is the German. This is the Germans. Yeah, I don't know how they, they, they were able to kind of uh, translate, you know, transport that across the world. But uh, yeah, you know, shout out to Germany. You did it. Congratulations. Because sure. we have a contingency of German listeners now after we had um, right. uh, an episode called Gesundheit. <laughs> I don't things. even remember what. Oh, it was because of Patch Adams. That's why we called it that. Because <laughs> that was the name of the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout good. out to Robin Williams up in heaven. Good memory. All right. So, Jim, I wanted to talk to you about something right off the hop before we kind of get into what we were really going to talk about. And, and you and I have talked about death on here before. And we have talked about how I have this fear of death mostly because I like living so much. I like mm -hmm. this reality. I enjoy waking up every day knowing that I have wonderful people in my life like yourself. I love, I just love my life in general and I don't want it to end. But when it does end and uh, I have... And, and, and there's a funeral, which I'm sure that you're going to be at, because for whatever reason, I feel like I am going to die before you. Um, here, here's... Should I be laughing at that? Sorry, man. <laughs> Sorry. So you know how uh, there's funerals out, like, like a lot of funerals, they're full of grief and crying, and everybody wears up wearing black, yeah. and it's very somber, and uh, you know, there's just a lot of crying, there's a lot of just emotion there. So... I want, I want that. Okay, I want you to make sure. <laughs> I want, I want, I want you to everyone sure. to be miserable, <laughs> just devastated. I don't want one of these celebration of life things. Okay, gotcha. I want people to be sad. I want them to be crying. If everybody, if anybody tries to, you know, get up and tell a speech about how great I was and they're not crying, I want you to put a stop to that. Get yep. up there and be like, we need more tears. Yeah, I'll heckle them. Thank you. Thank you. See, I knew I could rely on you for this kind of thing. My pleasure. Have you ever seen that Kim Jong-un's dad? I don't know what his name was. Kim Jong-un or whatever. So apparently in North Korea, like when they're parading you through the street afterwards when you are dying, there's like a competition among the women to see who can show the most grief. Okay. And if there's women who aren't showing enough grief, yeah. they arrest them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, I'm not saying that I want it on that level, but... Close. Close, yeah. Okay. Okay, I'll so, temper it. Can you... <laughs> I'll temper it, yeah. What would you say at my funeral? We'll bounce anyone that doesn't come in black and be like... There's the door. Yeah. <laughs> Turn around. 
turnaround. You in the yellow, beat it. <laughs> what were you thinking? Beat even? it, Big Bird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. See, look, I, I knew that I could rely on you for this, man. Thank you very much. Oh, my pleasure. What would I say? Um, you know, I, I don't think I would actually need to prepare. I don't think I would need to prepare. Actually, is what's coming to me right now. Oh I yeah. Think, I think it would just it would just be there. That's and it would just be everything it would need to be. Wow, man. Yeah. But you, would you, would you actually like would you would you make sure that you had a, a a chance to speak? Would you insist on it? Oh, um, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't. Okay. Um, probably not just because of the way my personality works. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't consider myself that I should. That's interesting, actually. How, yeah, how do you feel speaking in front? Because you've been a best man on more than one occasion, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Four times. Four? Oh, Jesus, man. Yeah. I didn't even know that. One Four time th- I don't think really even kind of counts-ish because it was for my brother. And I think he probably should have had his best friend be his best man at the time. Um, how does that not count? Well, because I was like... I don't really remember it exactly how it all unfolded. But I was probably... I do for sure remember saying, I was like, oh no, if you have a brother, your brother should be your best man. You know, mm-hmm. and it was, that was said at a, a lot out of ignorance. Oh. In hindsight, I was okay. pretty young. I was 20, I think. Okay. I would have been 20 because my brother got married when he was 25. Is that right, eh? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that, man. And, um, and I just had this like, I had this odd preconceived notion that if you have a brother, he's your best man. You okay. know what I mean? For no apparent substantiated reason whatsoever. And so I think that's kind of how I ended up being my brother's best man because he kind of, maybe he felt inclined, inclined. Yeah. Good word wow. to do so. All right. When All it right. probably should have been his best friend. So yeah, I think that, well, well, I mean, so based on the fact that you've been a best man four times, you've had four best man speeches. We've yep. gotten up in front of people and said a whole bunch of yep. different things. Yep. Um, are you like, now, I think that we've talked about this before as well, where uh, there was some, I don't know, again, how they do these surveys, but they asked a contingency of people what their biggest fear was, and mm-hmm. public speaking was in front of death. Um, um, death was number two, and public speaking was number one, <laughs> which is like mind-boggling to me, but that's just the the, the, the reality of the situation. So yeah. you, do, you don't necessarily have a, a fear of public speaking, you just prefer not to do it? Um. Well, no, in that instance, because speaking for uh, someone, yeah, that's not the right way I want to put it, but speaking um, because of someone okay, um, carries with it, man, you're putting me, that's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is like a vulnerable vulnerability thing for me right now. Yeah, big V. Um, <laughs> uh, when someone, you're, it makes you, be an important person. Like if you're supposed to speak about someone. Mm -hmm. So to your question, would I insist on myself speaking? Well, no, because I I don't think I would ever think of myself as being important enough. To to me? Yeah. (laughs) This is like, I know this is a weird thing. It's a me thing. It's a me problem. Oh, interesting. Do you know what I'm saying? So you're, you're thinking, oh, there's other people that should be speaking instead of me because they're more important. Sort of. Okay. Yeah. That's honest, man. I yeah. guess I disagree, but I mean. Yeah. And I, I understand that. It's yeah. like, uh, I don't think I would have the, um, I don't know what the right word is to be like, I'm speaking. Did you feel undeserving every time that you were asked to be a best man? Did you think that there were better men than you? 
such a weird question. I just would bet. I, I the only reason I use that language is best man. Like you're the best man. Like I, um, I, uh, I don't know if I thought of it in that capacity, but I didn't. Um, aside from the situation with my brother, which I did explain, the other three instances, uh, I understood. I was like, yeah, I I could see, I can understand why. I mean. And was obviously super honored. My cousin asked me, which was, I was very, like, very touched by that. You yeah. Because we've been a relationship, and even to this day, we just, like, get closer and closer and closer. And I think that was also, doing that was, like, a really big part of it. Wow, and that's nice. Yeah, it was really, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was super nice. So I've I've been the, I've been the MC at a wedding, I think, at least three times, if not four. I just can't think of all of them off the top of my head right now, but I've never been a best man. Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah. Which is interesting because you've definitely been super close with a lot of different people, but I yeah. just feel like they're like, Oh, well, we'll just get him to run the whole show and MC it. But fuck, why do I need him to give one speech when he can just, you and know, so, get on the camera? you know what, man? So w- with that in mind, that's probably the best bang for the buck. <laughs> it really is. That is my element. I like being yeah. up there and just, you know, yeah. all, as, as long as all the attention is on me That's right. and not the bride, I want to make sure that after the wedding, everybody's talking about, man, wasn't that MC amazing? Yeah. Instead of, oh, wasn't the bride? Didn't she look great? Like, I yeah. want to make sure yeah. that... Think he'll do our wedding? <laughs> we should ask him. Let's just ask him. We don't even know him. No, we can figure it out. Look, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> We're not getting married for like four months. Go be friends with them now. You can do a lot of stuff in four months. Foster that relationship. Yeah. Get on it. You can get enough stuff together in four months that he'll have shit to say. Just, <laughs> just ask him. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> so, Jim, what is the opposite of love? I don't know. I've heard, I've heard a lot of things, and I don't think I believe any of them. Okay. What are some of the options? Fear, hate, um, guilt. Guilt. Wow. Okay. That's, I've never heard that one. Shame is the opposite of love. Wow. Okay. Okay. Those few come to mind. Yeah. Okay. So now you, I, I, I really enjoyed the way that you answered that question because a lot of people will have the default of the opposite of love being hate. Yeah. And, um, while I, I, I certainly couldn't say that they're wrong. I I would say that it was fear. That's, that's kind of my, when I think about my, the, how it feels in my gut, I think that fear is, is a really good, um, uh, uh, opposite of love. I don't know why, but that just kind of seems to resonate with me more. Are you familiar with kind of like the narrative that's existing right now? Have you seen the um, uh, no room for hate kind of hashtag that's going around the different? No, you haven't seen any of that? Things in popular popular culture? No. Mm-mm. See, and that's why I enjoyed talking to you so much, Jim, because you're, you, you have such an unbiased opinion about these kinds of things. Um, would you Would you consider... How much hate do you think exists in Canada? Oh, uh, I don't know. Population of 40 million? How do I measure? What's my measurable? Good. Okay. And that's why I wanted to talk to you about this is, is, is how do we measure that? I mean, like, um, there, there's certainly hateful people out there. And sometimes if those voices are too loud, it gives us the impression that more hate might exist than actually does. So how do we measure that, man? Great question, right off the hop. I don't know, but but the narrative seems to exist right now that there is a vocal 
segment of the population that is um, becoming comfortable being very vocal about their hate. Really? Yes. Wow. So um, you you haven't seen any of the protests that were taking place over the, I think it was on Wednesday or Thursday this week, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I didn't across know, Canada. I didn't even know there were protests. Yeah. And so there was people that showing up into Parliament basically saying, uh, leave our kids alone. <clears throat> what are they doing with the kids? <laughs> You really got to throw me an agenda before we do this so that maybe no, I can do like no, some research no. or something before. This is better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like some bullet point stuff. So, no. so it's oh, like, man. no, this is good. So man. people aren't thinking that I like churn my own butter and power my house with an exercise bicycle. So. So the the people that are showing up that are saying that are saying that to the um, LGBTQ 2S plus community because of the, um, I guess, agenda, quote unquote, if I'm even using that word correctly, of trying to put into certain school curriculums more gotcha, uh, gotcha. of that kind of material <laughs> and teaching, you know, gender identity and all that kind of stuff. So you have people that were showing up across the country saying, leave our kids alone. And the LGBTQ2S plus community is saying, you're hateful for saying that. Mm. Um, and now we kind of seem like, and again, this is the impression that people have of this divided nation where you've got your bigoted, hateful Nazis and your child... Um, What's the narrative? Child mutilating groomers, I guess. You know, you have these really awful things that these two groups seem to be saying, that these, these awful words that these two groups are saying to each other. And I just, I feel like, first of all, those aren't great words to use. I think that that's why you end up pushing people away mm -hmm. because you would label them as awful things. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like, it's, it's, it's almost impossible to have a dialogue at this point because you're either team Nazi or team groomer. So it's it's hard to have a, a, a conversation when we've already started, you know, labeling people these awful things. And then, you know, you've got a, a certain contingency of people in the middle or maybe the majority of people in the middle. And then, you know, the, the narrative to them is, well, pick a side. Are you team Nazi or team groomer? And people are like, well, I don't like either of those options, to be honest. Yeah, they're both bad, right? <laughs> I mean, they both sound I know awful. one of them for sure sounds bad. The other one I'm... But I don't, I don't, I just, I don't agree that either of those terms correctly describe either of those communities. And I mean, I use the word community lately because I don't know if there's, you know, I, I don't, what I'm trying to get at though, Jim, is this, this word of hate gets thrown around a lot. Hate, hate, hate. It's a hateful, there's hate speech that's hateful people saying yeah, hateful right, things and yeah. all this kind of stuff. Now... Do you, I always, like, if you look for hate, you're going to find it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I'm not going to say that people coming out in droves across the country, if I'm not saying that you couldn't find hateful people within these rallies or whatever there were, but I just, I just, I just worry sometimes that we're, that we're, that we're finding, that we're finding more ways to see hate than really exist. I agree. I think that that's probably the most poignant thing from there. I think um, we're also labeling things so quickly when it comes to that. Now, this is a pretty extreme example. <clears throat> However, the thing that you said there that kind of did strike a bit of um, awareness of me is like the hate speech thing, right? Mm -hmm. Where 
And maybe I've even seen it, I don't know, maybe in the odd news article or it probably would have something more to do with like a sports, an athlete or something like that. Because okay. that's where I would be more, um, keep more current on things that are happening. But, you know, an athlete or something or rather will say something that maybe isn't the greatest thing to say. And it very quickly will get labeled as like hate speech. Right. And then, and then you, that just explodes it like that just blows it up right it seems it seems as though it's kind of that's a really tough one to diffuse right when it's it's a trigger for people yeah very much so and and then it's it's also very it leaves people very susceptible to being led like i think if you were to probably i'm just hypothesizing here but if you were to put a hundred people and be like hey read what this person said What do you think of that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe 98 of them would say, that's not really the greatest thing to say. or you know, And two people would maybe label it that way. But there's probably a bunch of people that if you were to say, instead of asking, what do you think of this? Or what emotion from you does this elicit reading this? If you were to say, instead of that question, would you consider this hate speech? Okay. Now, I bet you'd lead a bunch of people into being like, you know what? I think I do. Oh, that's interesting. Whereas they wouldn't do so on their own volition. Huh. And given the way that things are nowadays, it sort of seems like it's real easy to bandwagon people. Now, now you, you, this is just, it's, I'm so glad I'm speaking to you about this because you're, 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 you're kind of um, making me think about this from the position of, okay, so we've, we have a contingency of people that have labeled something hate speech. Now, if you try to defend that... Now you're de- now you're a defender of hate speech, even though you might not con- con- may not agree that it necessarily is, and you're saying, well, no, I, I just I feel like you know if we looked at it from this position, that doesn't even necessarily matter. You're a defender of hate speech. That's right, man. That's difficult. I just I feel like it co- like puts people into a fucking corner. Yeah, and then it just it makes that distance of separation greater and greater and greater, and it results in exactly what everything else is. And I think ultimately, probably where your overarching intention of this is is why can't groups or people with differing ideas and opinions just sit down and say i don't understand yours oh yes can you tell me more so that i do yes instead of saying i'm going to make you understand mine yeah and i do that by not listening to yours and just opening my mouth bingo bingo jim you hit it man because if i say to you what you're saying is hate speech so i don't have to listen to you because you're a hateful person right you've shut down all dialogue correct man yeah i I, why is that so difficult for us why is it so difficult for us to sit down and say look I, i don't get it i don't get it explain it to me in a way that may that might make some better sense to me because and I, I don't listen. i don't think i apologize for cutting you no, off no, 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 i don't no. i don't think we default into thinking that i think i think we default until you practice until one you become aware of it identify it and and then two um and then you practice doing actually practicing it i think we default into saying when we are in a circumstance where there is a disagreement mm-hmm. uh, and it could be a very docile disagreement but when there's a disagreement we we kind of maybe there's more but one of two things or both of these things happen we either think um i'm not communicating myself well enough okay or this person isn't getting it enough right so what i'm going to do is i'm going to keep communicating until they get what i'm thinking in the same way correct in the same way Mm -hmm. as opposed to just stopping and saying 
tell me what you're understanding about what I'm saying right, right. now. Huh. Wow. Communication, eh? Go figure. Yeah, that works for everything, man. Like that works that works in every circumstance, every relationship, every conversation. Yeah. You know, like what are you what are you understanding about what I'm saying right now? And let's see if that lines up with what I think I'm saying. Oh man. You know, I you're you're making so much sense right now. I also think that when we label things, and this is kind of what I was saying at the beginning, when we label people certain things, we have less less of a of of a, of a desire to hear what they have to say. So if I say to you, Jim, you're nothing but a child mutilating groomer. Well, now I have a reason, first of all, to dislike you, to discredit everything that you're saying because it's coming from someone who I've already made up in my mind is a terrible person. So why would I ever listen to you? Why would I ever want to take anything that you're saying seriously? Same thing if you're saying to me that I'm a bigoted, hateful Nazi. You know, you've already made up in your mind who I am. And of course, yeah. you're not going to listen to me. Right? Yeah, it doesn't matter what I'm saying to you. Whereas I, whereas if you said instead to that person, this hateful, bigoted Nazi that you've already made up your mind about, yeah. hey, maybe this is just a scared, ignorant person. Yeah. Okay. And I say ignorant just because that's, what does that mean? To be without knowledge, right? Yeah. So you're a scared, ignorant person. All of a sudden, that person seems more reachable when you think about them that way. Yes, right? for sure. Man, yeah. I just, I think that words are so important when it comes to this kind of thing, you know? Because yeah. it's, it's, it, that's what brings people closer together instead of having far right and far left. Right. It, 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 it all of a sudden bridges the gap instead of widening it. One of the things that I've been trying to do over the last, like, couple weeks, I'd say, and, and I forget way more than I remember to do this is just to remind myself that I really don't know anything about what anybody's got going on, no so, matter what, like that's any so honest, person, you, see, you know, the, the guy that I saw at the gym Friday night with, you know, judging a book by its cover, um, jacked up, covered in tattoos, shaved head, tank top, walking around, like don't, don't even look at him or, you know, who knows what might happen type mm -hmm. of guy. Okay. But he also could go home later that evening and cry himself to sleep because huh. he lost his partner a month ago in a car crash. And the reason that he looks like he could explode at any moment is because he's in immense amount of pain. And that's just what he looks like when he's in an immense amount of pain. Right. Yeah. And then it's easy to for sure. And I, and I did it. I look at this guy and I judge this guy and I'm kind of like fucking one of these guys again, you know? Good for you though, man, for having that self-awareness and taking that pause though and looking at it from a different perspective. Yeah. Again, it's just such a beautiful example of how people can be more than what we paint them as uh, I on, on first yeah, impression. I think, I think it happened. Yeah. I think that's a case. It's, it's really hard to remember though, man. It is. Like it's, it, it's incredibly hard, especially, you know, when you have these say, these feuding groups over mm -hmm. different ideas, for example, pertaining to young people, right? Their children. Wouldn't it be something if you had one person from one group that's like, I hate this group. And you had another person from that group and they're like, I hate your group. And they didn't know either of them were in these respective groups. And then they happened to meet somewhere and they both found out that they each have children that, say, for example, suffer from uh, an awful disease that mm. they have to go through a lot of care and, and it's been hard. And they, they join together and they find connection between that and they find connection in their agony and they find connection in the strength that they have to do with their families. Man. And then after they realize that they're in these different groups, you think they would fucking hate each other? Fucking amen. Oh, 
See, that's the thing is that, you know, there's a lot more that we can find to that bring us a lot closer together than drive us further apart. There's a lot more commonalities and yeah. a reason for oneness than there is for division. Yeah. Man. Well, I don't know, man. I, I, I wish that this message would get out there to more people because I think that this is, I don't know. I just think that this is a more, it's just a more fruitful conversation. That's all. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's the awareness thing again, you know, it really is. It's, it's tough. It's a really difficult one because it's so easy to, and not even to label based upon what we see or the limited amount of information that we understand, but just to not even understand or be aware of how much more there is, you know, it's kind of like you think about all the stuff you've been through in your life, all the celebrations and all the disappointments and all the, you know, sadness and all, all those types of, like you think you're the only one, Yeah. you know, right? generically speaking, generally speaking, you're not the only one. Probably everyone's got that in there. If they've lived any degree of life, everyone's been through something like that. So you ain't that different. Fucking A, man. You ain't that different. Yeah. And on that shit. Yeah. Brilliant, man. Thank you. Thank you for having this conversation with me, man. Really. You know, I, My I pleasure. like it was, it's, uh, I hope this helps people out there that are listening and it certainly helped me. And this is why I didn't want to tell you what I wanted to talk about today <laughs> because I yeah. wanted to have this kind of a conversation and I just, yeah. I, you know, I appreciate you and I appreciate your take on things, man. I appreciate you too. And I've also heard that there is no opposite of love. So, Oh, okay. We can also end on that. Yeah. So it's just love. Well, I, I, hey man, you never, people aren't going to ever convince me to stop loving. I, you know, I'll, I'll see more love than hate until I'm fucking dead. Beautiful. All right. Beautiful. You're beautiful. I love you, man. Love you too. Love you all. Thank you all for listening. Take care. Bye everybody. Be good to each other. Yeah.